It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Good morning. It isn't exactly Manson Mitchell. (laughs) This is Mary Beckman coming at you today. I am filling in for those two beautiful souls. And we thank them so much for having us today. It's a beautiful day because I have a couple of guests that I love an awful lot, and I know that you will too as soon as you hear what they have to say. So I am coming at you from Tacoma, Washington, where it is a little overcast. It is a little chilly, but I see a lot of birds out there, so I'm uplifted. So our job today is to get you to do some thinking about anger and fear. And there's a lot of it out there right now, but we might have some ways to get you to see things a little differently. So our topic today is beyond agreeing to disagree. Everybody's heard that. We're going to agree to disagree, aren't we? Well, it's not so easy. And so we hope to inspire you to consent to see another's opinion, views, sides, however you want to put it. And so the two people who are joining us today will help me to understand how they do it. They are, I'll call them a cosmic couple. They are people who work on their relationship all the time. They work on themselves all the time. And isn't that how we have to do things? We really, really do. And so I just thought when Gary and Suzanne asked me to come on today, that we could pick a topic because generally when I am your fill-in host, uh, I talk about something metaphysical. But today, I thought just kind of delving into what makes us us and what we're tired, everybody, we're tired fighters, aren't we? And so if we're tired fighters, let's find out how to fix that. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Aaron Twin Bear Hauptman and his beautiful partner, Mosey May Huggins. Welcome, kids. Hey, Mary, how are you you doing today? You know, I'm, I'm doing okay. It was one of those days where I would have liked to have slept in with the chihuahuas a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was having a hard time getting out of the bed myself. Yeah, well, spring is upon us now, and it's time to get up and start going. And it may be it may look great, but uh, like the newscast was saying, the sun's going to start shining on us pretty soon. So oh, I love his, his, his cheery disposition always. <laughs> he's always. He's always ready to go in the morning, and, and he's always got a bright outlook. I love it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good Capricorn there for you. Yeah. It sure is. <laughs> and so the thing is, uh, the thing I like about spring is we just have to wait five minutes for the weather to change. So every time it changes, right. I go out and walk around the block a few times, or or at least, you know, I've got a couple areas to go, you know, every day. And uh, stuff's popping out all over. You can see birds are just having fun out there. Squirrels, that's what uh, wakes the chihuahuas up every day. You know, you got to have a reason to get up. And for those guys, it's squirrels. It's all about squirrels right now. We love the squirrels. <laughs> yeah, totally. We went, we went yesterday and we watched the sunset. The sun was out. And we're like, we're going to go down to the beach. We live like 10 minutes from the beach on Camano Island. We went down to the beach and we watched the sunset. First Washington sunset in Oh, really it was time. so needed because the solar flares always get me a little lethargic and heavy and down. And I was just, I had honestly just been kind of um, in grief and crying all day. 
And when that sun came out, just like you said, I was like, oh, we got to get out. I got to adjust. I got to realign. So we um, got in the car and went right down to the water and the sun. And I just, it just, it, man, it changes your attitude right away. It's my big attitude adjustment, um, getting in that, that light. So it's true. And, and the sunsets have been so nice lately. They've been, they've been really nice today. The last I heard when I was looking on social media is that we are in um, some solar wind, which yeah. gets, it's the co-rotational ones that give me a headache. But right now I do feel like sleeping. And I know that when we sleep, we grow the most, don't we? Oh yeah, that's mm. the truth. And I have not been able, I mean, I don't even, usually Aaron will wake me up, but I mean, I was the last couple nights I've been sleeping by 830 and then if it wasn't for Aaron getting up, I probably would have slept until eight in the morning. I mean, I am just, I mean, and it's deep, deep sleep. Yeah, she's been out. I've been she's out. Sleeping hard. And all my other feelers and seers are doing the same thing. So, and and they're all reporting that kind of heaviness and the headaches and the dehydration. So it's always in alignment with these solar winds usually now. It is. And I find it really comforting to tune in to find out what it, the heck the solar is doing and what's the earth doing. And it makes the day way more understandable if you start out early on that. Oh, um, no kidding. And then I should ask you, have you had a mammoth headache every evening at a certain time? Every, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What's absolutely. The deal on that? Because it's just like it floats through and I'll be feeling okay. And then I just, that's about the time I need to go to bed because it just is painful. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, as much as I'm checking in, they just say, don't judge it, sit down, you know, so the same thing, just like lay down. I mean, I don't know if that's like, you know, it seems like we're doing a lot of work on the astral plane. And I think maybe those are just like our systems going, okay, you're doing a lot. We need your attention to be cooled down and to be inner. And whatever way we get you to do that, we're going to do it. And that's kind of what it feels like because it's right behind my right eye. It's always in tune with the high pitch ringing, um, you know, and, and I sit back and I say, hey, what is it? And I don't usually get much of a mes- message. I usually just have to just sit in in this calm and quiet stillness and let whatever is going through kind of leave. But I, don't, I haven't got much messages besides don't judge it. Exactly. They just want us to be turning in reflective, I think, just being reflective about how are we handling what's outside of ourselves. And hopefully the way we're handling it is by doing our own work, because that's really all we can do. If we spend a lot of time trying to work on somebody else or some other something outside of ourselves, uh, we aren't reflecting out that piece. And that's what I was hoping to talk to you guys about today, really. Oh, um, man, you hit it so perfectly on the head. Yeah, because <laughs> people worry, you know, I'm worried about Ukraine. I'm really worried oh. about them. And that energy doesn't work because that's what it does hard. is it, it reflects out something that's not peaceful. And so we just need to be peaceful right now. So you know, my guides gave me something yesterday that was so miraculous. What keeps me up at night, <laughs> I know you guys are like this too, is why aren't people healing? What's oh. <laughs> Why aren't they healing? Doggone it, if they didn't drop it in my lap yesterday. So they started out by saying, it's painful when you fall over 
or fall off something, right? It's painful temporarily. <laughs> I thought, where are they going with this? And sure enough, they just laid that egg and they taught me the little piece I was missing. So the little piece I was missing turns out to be some certain codes. What came through to me today that has to do with our chat are the words, love is my armor. Mm. Come on. Ooh, that gave me chills. That's Ooh. it. That's it. Love is my armor. So if love is your armor and peace is what you're reflecting out, how can, how can you be worried about doing anything else? Mm. Right. Oh, that's it. Uh, oh my gosh, Mary. I, wow. That was that little piece. I think I needed just now because I mean, for, for the last couple of weeks, I have been hearing the whisper, heal thyself, heal thyself. I mean, so much so that I'm going to get a tattoo in a, in a week or so, so that I can keep that in my, because the only thing they asked me to do is expand my aura. And, and, and I was like, well, how do I do that in such a tumultuous climate? You know, like I know what I need to do and that needs to be not worrying about all these things that I can't, I don't have any power over. It's healing my heart. So, oh my gosh, Mary, love is our armor. Oh, it is true. And, you know, the other thing I was thinking a few months ago was, is channeling still valid? (laughs) That stuff is what makes me lay awake with my eyeballs open at night. Well, it is, because when this stuff drops through, I am not smart enough to think of those words together. Come on. I know it's somebody else. And so when they give us something like that, us people that can hear or or see or whatever, and everybody can soon, everybody's going to have those skills. So you just wait, kids. Um, and so when they give me something like that, I know that channeling is still valid and just quit worrying about it. Yeah, it's always valid. We just have to have discernment and 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 know that we're not we're not supposed to to be Christ. So we're not supposed to just, you know, be everybody's salvation. We're supposed to be our own salvation. And so you have to really be um, responsible. I think there's a responsibility that you have to have. Right. And then when you get the, when you, whether you call it channeling or you get downloads or these ideas are coming to you from, from other places, like you just know that they're right. They just feel right. You don't even have to question them. It's just like a, it's like a snap your fingers and all of a sudden you have this idea or you have this new outlook all of a sudden that you didn't have before. And it just feels right. And that feeling, you don't get that when you're just, like brainstorming ideas or you try to come up with stuff uh, on your own. You don't get that, that instant knowing that you do when, when you trust yourself and you, and you get those downloads. Exactly. Because there, there is nothing going on up there right now. (laughs) You cannot put, if I'm not, if I'm not uh, sitting with somebody helping them in some way, there's nothing going on up there. That's how we should all be. (laughs) That would be, that's, that's, that's a good way to be. Because our minds are such fools. I mean, they're they're it's a they're they're tomfoolery. I, I mean, it's just they all they do is is to, to that's where the fear really comes from, is 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 in our minds and um, all the you know we've had all these puppet masters that have you know have taken our minds and, and they want us to put our focus in all these places. And um, if you can get to be like Mary and have a mind that's just kind of unless you're, you're, you're helping others or in, I mean, that's the way to be because we should live in our, in our portal, which is our heart. 
that is the the infinite gateway. It's where all the greatest information, healing, and love comes from. So really, we should bypass the mind as much as possible and use it just as the tool to make the words come out. But once that, I mean, once the telepathy really kicks in, that's not even going to be necessary True, anymore. Like, exactly. Like, <laughs> all that's, you just hit the, the nail on the head with that one. It's like the mind is just there to be uh, a translator. translator. A translator Thank so you. we can communicate. Since Because our uh, telepathic skills are not there yet. So. But they are coming online, and that's why there's so much uh, disharmony and disease is because, uh, well, there's a, so, there's a lot of reasons. I'm not going to say just that, but, but um, so many of us uh, have had these extra, well, we all have these extraordinary abilities or these, these other senses, mm -hmm. and they're kicking on more and more. And as they kick on, we have to be very responsible for our thoughts, too. So... You know, you can't have these terrible thoughts about other people's or jealous. I mean, because that's not it's it. There's there's not a, there's no difference between these thoughts yeah, and, and exactly. other. Exactly. You know? when, when you really come to the understanding that your thoughts are actual things, they don't just exist in your brain, in your mind. They actually go out into the universe way out. Your thoughts are actual things. It really uh, forces you to put a sense of responsibility and accountability, accountability. just for the things that you think. Oh. And the mind, like the brain and the, the higher self mind are two different things. That brain will just keep running. Mm -hmm. It'll keep running. It'll it'll make itself be, uh, it'll give itself a purpose. It oh. needs to have a purpose all mm -hmm. the time. It needs to always be doing something. Yeah. And if you just let it go without direction, it's going to do whatever it wants to do, which is to drive you crazy. Yeah. And to lower your quality of life because it needs to be a, a thing. Yeah, it needs to be a thing. And if it is a thing, then then make it into something. Make it into a horse and 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 grab the reins and and gently guide that horse to the stream so that it can let go of those thoughts or whatever it, whatever helps you in your beautiful imagination to let those 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 things go or or that monkey mind um you know kind of help the monkey uh have less uh you know chaos. Mm -hmm. Try try your best to shift into into um, mastering your thoughts. Um, saying wonderful things over and over to yourself can can help immensely. Um, you know, people always ask, "Well, how do you control your mind?" Well, you have to try not to control it as much as just becoming friends with it and allowing it to be what it is and not judging it. Because that's another thing we always talk about meditation and. It's simply sitting down, you are meditating. Um, you don't have to do all these extra things. You just have to be present in yourself and in a non-judgmental state. And, and you've succeeded and you can um, be happy about that. And you can still work, work on more mastery. And that probably really leads us right into the topic that you, that you brought up earlier about how do you deal with all this mess that's going on around? How do you deal with it, how do you use love as your armor, oh. as you were saying? And how do you not let it affect you? And how do you not make it pretty much worse by focusing negative feelings and emotions on an event um, that really needs love? You know? Oh, because when you're doing that, you are creating more of that event. I mean, yeah. it's People just like, 
They don't that's get the stuff. They don't get it. They don't. They get don't it. get it. You're actually part of the matrix at that point. There's a funny little thought I have: is that is the matrix really just our brain going ping, ping, ping all day? I kind of wonder if it is. Another thing that keeps me up at night. And so, <laughs> and so, brain has to brain. So if you become the meditation all day long, which I never thought was possible, because a long time ago when I didn't pray much and I didn't know anything about this stuff, I thought people lay awake all night and pray. How do they do that? Well. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> and it actually does feel beautiful to have a daily meditation and to be, you know, daily day long meditation and be walking along, noticing what spirit puts in front of us as a little sign. Right. Oh, that's right. the best part of it. Once you, once you take responsibility, oh, mother earth is just going to show you at every second that you're doing a good job. I mean, and it doesn't mean that you're going to have the best day ever. It, it does mean that you have to stay on top of it. I mean, I catch myself, like I could see how people would think I'm crazy, but like I spend the day saying I am love. I am, I am happy. I am healed. Like I, I mean, I repeat it over and over and over and over again, because that's what I need to do because my mind is telling me, you're not worthy of it. You're not, you're, you're not living up to expectations. You're, you're, you're not standing. Um, you're, you're not calling those people. You're not doing these, like, like there's an equal, uh, there's an equal, um, adversary almost like, I don't like to say adversary, but there's like, there's something that I'm, I'm yes, that I'm, that I, but I'm going to stand up to that inside myself every day and exactly. say, you, gotta, you have to like, you can't, you have, you're going to have a hard time trying to just stop thoughts. You really That's need to replace them. They that have you to be need replaced with something. Mm. Sorry, didn't mean to run you over. You are so oh, no, no, no. right. Um, yeah. That's original fight, isn't it? It's the fight mm. that you do to yourself. So you got to replace it. Just like Aaron said, you got to replace it with something else. So what is it? Luckily for me, years ago, when I learned to do it about, I don't know, like seven, eight years ago, I had a bestie around me who would switch my words around because you have to watch your words because what will come out of the pie hole is I'm not good enough for that. I'm not worth that. And it's what you know from your early start, right? So here's what I want to ask you two to think about. Something I just read the other day that blew my mind. So this guy said, the book I'm reading, he said that by four years old, all the love you came in with is squished out. I have to believe that to be true. Because when you're born a tiny, perfect little baby, you get to about four, you see around you everything, the, the, the matrix, the controllers, how your mom and dad or your parents were uh, programmed. Right. Mm. And then you follow suit right in there and you pick up that programming. Mm. And so if your first programming is, I am not worthy, I am not love, or, you know, a lot of little kids, they don't even know they're loved because maybe they're not right. So how do you become different? If that is what most people, and I know there's people out there listening to us that say, I don't think that's true. The reason why I think this guy is onto something, and believe me, he's been doing this for, I don't know how many years by now, more than 30, probably. I have to say, I've been doing this for about 22 years. I have met a small, tiny handful of people who say I had a great childhood. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's oh. it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of men, how many people's issues stem from like everyone's. Oh, I know that mine do. I know without a doubt, because these last two years I've had to absolutely heal and I am still healing every day from that trauma. And I, I believe that man to be absolutely 
true to the fullest extent. I, I was tapped in, turned on from the second I was born. And, um, you know, like in the Dolores Cannon books, I kind of feel like maybe I have a lot of imprints, but wasn't around really um, because this this world does not seem fitting <laughs> for a soul to be in. And I, I understand it as being a school, but the the harshness of the reality um, and I actually had a pretty magical childhood. But um, being with a single mother who uh, wasn't emotionally available to such an, a sensitive emotional child will bring a lot of trauma that you didn't even know you had. And yeah, it's just like it's like I had I had very loving parents and they encouraged me a lot. And I can see today the difference that I have in my self-confidence and my self-esteem compared to others that uh, didn't necessarily have that like very encouraging uh, childhood and it makes a big difference and even with even with really encouraging parents just the world around you like you were saying it almost squeezes the love out of you when you just see all the the fighting and you see uh, what's on television and you see the arguing and bickering and just pretty like neighbors just not having any love for each other it's like everyone's out for themselves everyone thinks uh, their neighbors out to get them, <laughs> and it just really like it, like you said. It, it's, it, I don't know if it squishes out of you, but it squishes and compresses you it down into a smaller and smaller container inside of you, and you just build walls around it. Yeah, know? and that can be super. I mean, I know that I, um, I, I still have a hard time um, making deep connections with people because of it, because I, I've had such uh, big trust issues. And, um, yeah, it really does. It squeezes, it squeezes it out of you. I mean, I couldn't even understand why I couldn't watch Disney movies as a child. Like I would be hysterically crying at every single Disney movie. I, Bambi got thrown away. I mean, all the movies got thrown in the garbage as a kid. I mean, my mom would just say, you are so wimpy. I cannot believe how sensitive you are you need to harden up you are just like you're just a cry baby and I still am I mean it is I'm still like I'm still that person Erin knows I can't watch any kind of um media that's scary oh, or violent she comes downstairs <laughs> while I'm watching anything that's that you know any kind of suspenseful thing I just I either turn it off put it on pause and just wait because I don't want her to have to catch anything <laughs> by mistake you know that Wait, but what I'm what 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 I've noticed from this this ultra sensitivity in myself is is it a break? Keep going. Is it a break? Okay. No, we got we've got four oh, minutes. Sorry. Sorry. I'm watching. <laughs> um, what was what? Oh, geez, look what happened. Um, I feel like I feel like because of these ultra sensitivities and um, and. I've always been like, how does anybody deal with it? How how can anybody handle this high violence or or any of these like thing? Like I couldn't, I can't, I couldn't even see how. And I thought there was something wrong with me because I couldn't even train myself to watch these things, or I didn't even want to, or I I would make myself unavailable to them. And I realize now, oh no, that's okay. That I've had boundaries in those areas. Yeah. I don't need to see those things. I don't need to train myself to see violence. It's not yeah, for so me. Many, so many stim. There's so many stimulations all around us. Not simulations, but even though I was 
That's the thing too. That is, yeah. Everything's stimulating. Especially if you live in like a, a city or a heavily populated place, mm-hmm. you're going to have stimulation all the time. And there's always going to be things that it kind of, it really makes you uh, go inside of yourself, but not in a, not not in a, in a healthy good way. way. In, a, in a shielding way. Yeah, in a protective way. And really, you know, as I've grown up, I have had to learn how to love again, how to expose my my feelings and my emotions and how to become vulnerable because um, I didn't have it growing up. I, through adolescence, my crazy teenage years, um, my 20s were kind of rough also. And I never really had a safe place that I felt like I was able to, to be who I am, to express love, to show that I actually like love something or um, care about something. Uh, that wasn't, you know, something that society has said that I'm supposed to care about, like mm-hmm. sports and um, the, whatever's on the news, you know, whatever they're talking about, mm-hmm. about around the water cooler at work, mm-hmm. like all the things you're supposed to care about. That's really just surface stuff. But I've really had to learn how to love again mm-hmm. and how to um, open myself up to be her because mm-hmm. it's well, um, what you have to do, I guess, is from if I'm listening to you is you have to feel yourself tearing down to nothing to build yourself back up. Right. That true? Sure. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Because I think that's kind of where we are now. I'm, I'm with Mo. I, I don't think I have watched two Disney movies in my life. I always felt they were wonky and I didn't want to feel that way as a kid. I remember feeling bad when people took a, pulled a branch off a tree that hurt my heart. So yeah, most I, like was that. The same, I was the same little weirdo as you were. Absolutely. And my husband, he watches that video game where you become the avatar and he wears his little dress and his, his shoes. You know, the one boop, 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 boop. That's the one I support. I'll listen to that one. But anything else? Oh, I love it. Animal Crossing, it's called. So where, where you oh. buy and, you buy and organize your house and then you put on little little clothes and stuff. Oh, oh that's a cute one. And that's my totally kid, my kid plays that. Yeah, yeah. my kid plays that. He yeah. finds it relaxing and I find it relaxing too. And when he does those other video games, I just leave the room. So we are going to take a a break in a moment um, at the bottom of the hour there. But what we want to come now that we've set up the whole thing, (laughs) we want to come back and talk about how do we hear one another when we hold uh, a different viewpoint? How can we Mm -hmm. listen to somebody else and still honor them? That's what we're going to hear again uh, when we come back in a moment. This is the Manson Mitchell Show. We will be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. 
The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Hank Garrett, the last surviving actor from Car 54, Where Are You?, to talk about his book, From Harlem Hoodlum to Hollywood Heavy. On Saturday, Nicole Strickland discusses doing ghost research the effective and ethical way. She calls this tutorial Ghost Research 101, and you'll learn a lot. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back, everybody, to the Manson Mitchell Show. This is Mary Beckman, the rock and roll psychic, allegedly bought and paid for that name there. But don't we all pay for our names one way or the other? (laughs) So here we are with uh, Mo and Aaron today, and we're lucky to have them. We are going to be talking about this part of the hour. We're going to be talking about being tired fighters, and we're going to go right into consenting to see another or consenting uh, to another position. Somebody feels a way you don't feel. How do you handle it, kids? Oh, well, I'll tell you, there's no such thing as being right and wrong. Everybody is right. And that's how you handle it. Once you can understand that everyone is just as right to themselves as you are to yourself, then you'll have to respect their, well, you should try to respect that they are right also in their own mind. And I'll listen to anybody's opinion. I know Aaron's really great at that. He's he's pretty good at it. Yeah, about anything. I'll listen to anyone's opinion. And I believe what they say. I believe that they truly believe what they're saying. And if it differs from what I believe, that's okay. Um, so how did you do in the great metaphysical wars of 2020? Because everybody in this community, were they were mad at each other. And they were going oh to God. Oh, they were Mary, let me tell you, it was, so at first, it was very combative. It was very combative at first until I realized that I was poisoning myself with anger and being upset and so mad that people weren't seeing things the way that I saw them. <laughs> I was so frustrated yeah. about that. I've like, never seen can, him this, that frustrated. Yeah, I was like, how can people not see through this charade? That's like, that's all I could, like, I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. And then when I realized that, People are them. They're there. They are at where they are at. I am at where I am at. We're just look, have we have different perspectives mm. and it's true to them. Everything that they believe is true to them. And there's nothing that I can say in an argumentative type of way that's going to ever truly change their mind. They mm. might give in and politely agree, but they're not really going to change their mind and change how they see things. Yeah, it makes people dig deeper. If anything, their heels go deeper into their their position. And, um, you know, I, during this last couple of years, I have just shook my head so many times because, um, I'm like Aaron where I, I couldn't believe, but also at the same time, I needed to feel everything out and, 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 and see behind everything and kind of get 
get my footing before I could have a, a, a even a, an opinion because mm-hmm. I've always I've always been a person well except in my early 20s I, I thought I knew everything at that point but I've always been a person that doesn't have this desire to have people believe the same as I do because I've had such far out belief systems since I can remember that I never expected anybody to believe in the aliens or the quantum physics that I was researching. I definitely tried in my early 20s to really get people to see that their food was this and that and all the things that I had discovered and all the books that I had read. And 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 and, and I wanted them to read those books, too. And I wanted them to find out all these truths that I had found and that I was living my life by. And what I realized really quickly is that nobody cared. And nobody wanted to see that. And especially the people that hadn't asked me for my opinion. And so... <laughs> I had just decided at that point that I didn't need anybody to believe what I believe. Um, I would say that, but my heart wouldn't really um, always feel that. I would take it personal that they didn't. One (laughs) one really big tool um, that I use when um, I'm having interactions with people that think and believe differently than I do about, I guess you'd call a sensitive issue is for the time being, try to agree with them in a kind of, in a, in a sort of way, ask them questions about their beliefs, like really try, really try to understand where they're coming from and really try to put yourself in their position and think in the way that they think. And then when they see that you are interested and you actually do want to hear what they have to say, then just like that, they will start listening to you and listening to what you have to say. And you'll, you'll, as soon as you agree with someone, you'll take down all that, that wall of defense that they built, that they, those, those talking points that they've been hearing over and over and over again, that they can spit at you at will. They, they get rid of all that stuff. As soon as you agree with them, then they will start, uh, they, that wall will go away. And you don't have to like agree with what they believe, but you have to agree with the points that they are making about what they do. I like that. Yeah, that is, that's good. And what Mo said was, we just have to stop taking personally what everybody says. Oh, that's, that was, that's in the, um, in the four agreements is to not, I mean, and that has been my, oh my gosh, I have been taking so much personal, especially over this last couple months. I have been putting myself in this victim place so much recently. And I've been catching myself because I want to have emotional intelligence. And what I've been seeing myself doing is I've been putting myself in places where, um, you know, I have these lessons, I'm getting these lessons where um, I feel like I'm being judged or my art's being judged or whatever it is. And I've allowed myself to put myself in that position so that I can say, oh, no, you're doing a good job, you know, but I have to get to that place first. And and um, that's hard. <laughs> that's a hard. Uh, that's a hard. Yeah. That's especially hard. when you especially when the truth, the real truth of the matter is, is that there's no two people. Even Mo, like me and Mo share a lot of opinions about things. There's no two people on this earth, though, that have the exact same opinion about everything. Oh, yeah. And I take Aaron personal a lot. I take Aaron personal a lot. Like if, if, if I come up with this, you know, a lot of times I'm like really deep in quantum physics. And that doesn't even make any sense to me most of the time, let alone me trying to explain it to another human. And I get really excited and I really want to express to him like all the stuff I've been researching. That doesn't make any sense 
at all to him. And I will take it personal if he looks at me all crazy eyed and doesn't understand what I'm saying. But I have to be like, oh, wait, that's not his. You know, I have to I have to stand back for a minute and say, wait, not everybody's supposed to be into quantum physics like that's. And, and we can take that that big thing and put it into all the things that are happening in our, our world and our reality. The people that are, are scared for their health, they have problems and, and fear for their health. Like we need to love them. We need to find out what's causing them fear. Um, I mean, we don't have to, we can if we want to, but like we can see it from another perspective. And I think maybe changing our perspective can also help us um, agree to disagree a lot of times is to understand that there is how many billions of us now on this planet, seven billion, seven, eight billion of us. How in God's green earth are we supposed to see everything in one way? We just can't. Yeah. It's just not supposed to. Yeah, I know. Once the (laughs) telepathy really, really kicks on oh my god that inner that understanding yeah as long as we have as long as we have separation we're gonna have seven billion opinions and and we gotta just like go okay those are seven billion opinions so what always caught me up in the in when i was a little kid is i could see 47 sides of something and if you can see 47 sides of something how can you make your own opinion So. What I ended up saying for a long time is, um, you might be right, (laughs) which is a a very open stance to take. You might be right. Change my mind. So I will sit down and listen to people tell me all of this stuff. And then I would say the basis. Can you understand the basis? The basis is I do not judge you. That is the big, oh, people can't take it, baby. At least (laughs) 20 years ago, they might not be able to now either. You know, because I refuse to judge somebody else. And, and do I anyway sometimes? Well, yeah, because I just had to go through. I, I was supposed to be a juror, right? <clears throat> so you have to go through that. Uh, what is it? Um, the bias you don't know you have. Unconscious bias. They teach you because everybody has unconscious bias. I went through this in training a long time ago. Is that you'd see all these different types of people. They'd be all different ages and races and sizes and everything, right? And doggone it. People had these held biases, right? So if you can already know that that's going to happen, then you can say, how did I ever think that? Where did I get that? How did I learn that? And doggone, it's always going to be somebody told you you were somebody. Okay, so let's say back in school, they said, Mary, you're not ever going to be an artist. You're just not good enough. You know, and we got a question coming up or they're going to say, you know, you're not. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, You're not going to you're not good in math or whatever. And pretty soon you start thinking that about yourself because somebody told you and then you have a life of where you didn't do any art. Okay, so somebody's got a question. Nancy, that happened to me, Mary. That happened to me. It it did me too. I could have been I could have been a contender in that artist. Okay, so Nancy has a question. Do you want to take it? Yeah, I do. Let's do it. Let's make a connection. She wants to say something. Come on, Nancy. Let's do it. Yeah. Going to take a minute. The, the powers to be to hook that up, but I think we're, ha- we're what I want. Where I want to go here after the question is if somebody standing in front of you wants to fight, because mm-hmm. each one of you is going to handle it differently. I want to know how you do it. I'll tell you guys how I do it. So hold on for Nancy. 
while this is getting hooked up, I'll tell you what happens with me is I have no problem standing right in front of people who are fighting. I never yeah. had that problem until I got married to Tom, who said, you will never do that again, because it happened at the Goodwill. And this man who was in charge uh, was being really terrible to a person who had no ability to do anything different. They were having a meltdown. They were having a psychotic problem. OK, and he was he was doing the fighting thing. Right. And I just stepped in the middle and said, you know, some metaphysical baloney. And uh, they did kind of cool it out. And but my husband said, never again, are you going to get in front of somebody like that? So now these days, uh, if they're not directly in front of me, I'm not going to enter into anybody's problem. Okay? Because if they're having a cow to me, absolutely. Am I going to? So do we still have a caller, dear? We do. Caller, go ahead. Oh, look, all those fours up on the clock. Yeah. Four, four. Maybe we have one. Maybe we don't. So while she's getting set up, Aaron, how do you handle that? How do you handle somebody who wants to fight you? Well, well, we're the, <laughs> the way I'm going to handle that is hopefully would be the right way. So actually, we actually had a uh, instance um, earlier last last month um, where a gentleman was he was kind of upset that um, I didn't have a badge on. We were in the, at this trade show. Um, I had walked into his booth area. He didn't really greet me um, like you would normally greet a customer. He kind of kind of uh, ignored me. Um, long story short, he asked where my badge was. Um, I just had a tattoo done on my neck, so I didn't want to wear my badge around my, my lanyard or over my neck. It was a fresh tattoo. I didn't have it. I had it in my pocket, but it was no big deal. Like There's tons of people in this show. We were right across the way doing business with his with uh, somebody else in the show, he saw that we were doing business there, um, and he yelled out, "Where my bad? Where is my badge?" And I, I pretty much, filming us, I pretty much really politely weird. told him to mind his own business. He came out from around the counter, and he wanted to get in my face, oh. and I just stood there really calmly. Yeah, and, he. Uh, it was the amazing. More, the more excited that he got, the more calmer that I spoke to him. Yes, and uh, it just actually, it actually, just made him matter and matter. And I didn't really do a good job of de-escalating the situation, honestly, because I was kind of I was pretty offended. I felt like he had singled me out probably because of the way I look at the show. So I was pretty he offended. definitely did. <laughs> so I, I didn't de-escalate the situation, which I'm capable of. I kind of like was being purposely calm. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so it looks like we have a question or a comment. Yeah. Go ahead, Nancy. Yeah, you guys all seem so connected to your team. I'm wondering the best way for me to connect with my team. Beautiful. Let's let the let's let those beautiful people help you. Go ahead, Mo. How do you connect? Okay, this is actually something that my team has really been telling me that I need to be helping people with. So this is perfect that you called today, Nancy. Um, the first thing you need to do really honestly is go back to that first memory you have, like we were talking earlier. Um, any Anything that any person or thing or situation that had you feeling, um, you know, not, you know, where you're, you're the little, the little Nancy got hurt, 
go there and forgive that situation, that person. And that's how you're going to start deepening your hearing and you're deepening your connection with your team. Your next thing you're going to do is you're just going to ask for the signs, ask them to send signs to you in any way that you like, whether it's birds or um, numbers or um, whatever it is, dreams. Um, ask to, to have confirmation and then stay in communication. Talk constantly to your team. Um, give them names um, even if you want. I don't know why they said that just now, but 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 start to make a, like like they're your good friends because they truly are. And that's how you're going to reopen your communication so that it's in ways that you can understand because they haven't left you. Um, there's, there's, there's none of that. Um, you just, the telephone is, um, is a little bit, the connection's a little off right now. So all you need to do is just clear the line and, uh, you're going to clear the line by, by forgiving some things in childhood. I, I know that's what it is. Um, go, go there. Beautiful. Great. Beautiful. Thank you. And then, and then make sure that you're just awake on all senses, because these days you might hear something, feel something, know that, you know, that, you know, you might see something you're, you're actually open. Your energy's open, Nancy, just telling you that. And uh, these days it's a constant, I mean, I see them walking through my house all the time. So it's, it's a matter of deciding who it is you're going to speak with. And so I speak to my three or four regulars every day. Uh, make myself open. And then the golden question is, uh, are you actually willing to say you need something? Because the angels can't step in. We'll pick on the angels for a second. They can't step in unless you ask. So true. Oh my gosh. The asking is so important. I, I, I forget to ask all the time. I was in the depths the other night. I couldn't sleep. I was just in the depths. I had connected into energy that was just so sad and upsetting. And I had forgot to ask my team for help. And it was about three o'clock in the morning. And I finally said, I need help. And it was within seconds. (laughs) I felt this calm come over me. All these worries just started draining out of my head. I found peace and I fell asleep. And then I had the best dream. It was so amazing and magical. But I was giggling to myself because I had just allowed myself to just go into the depths. And I just forgot to ask my team for assistance. And the second I did, they were there. It was amazing within seconds. But I think I needed to go into the depths to remember how amazing it is when you call them back in to help. That you know, there's steps to this stuff, but really, it's all a lesson, isn't it? Does that make sense, Nancy? Yes, great. Thank you very much. Beautiful. And for anybody who's listening now, it's really important to clear the collective because we are picking up on everybody, their brother and their dog, across the everywhere. We're picking up on everybody. So we just my my thing is little blue column of light, not much bigger than you, goes from heaven to earth. Push the red button in front of your eyes and feel the collective just whoosh off of you from your feet to your head. They j- it just is a technique that my guides gave me that just clears. Blue column, red button. <laughs> I do that all day long. I do that all day yeah. long. Since the yeah. day you sent me that, I, I love that. It helps yeah. me so much as being a, a connect, you know, such an empath. You eat. Absolutely. You have to. The other thing is armoring all day. Armoring, armor. Once you get used to it, you have to armor all day long because there's no more of this. Will you please protect me? That's out of power. You want to stay in your power. Bring your power back, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and you and can have. That, go ahead. I was going to say to do that to bring that armor on without being uh, defensive and without being aggressive. Bring the armor of love on. Use 
broadcast the power of your heart out as a shield and you don't ha- you don't get any resistance from it. You don't get any negative feelings from it. You don't get a feeling of defensiveness from it. Yeah. You get an expanding feeling of love and connection and it clears the area around you. Yeah. Because a lot of times with armor, like sometimes what can happen is that we shield our abilities and our gifts to others. And we want to be able to allow ourselves to be open, but also protected. And I love the golden, like for me, I use that energy and I make it a golden, huge golden orb around me and it's protective, it's healing. And anybody who gets near it, it's going to be activated and it's going to feel better. And that's my intention. And I put that on me every day and that's how I expand my aura. And that's how I expand my plasma body so that I can, um, you know, and stay in alignment. Because mm-hmm. those entities and that energy that we don't want, it can't exist in the love energy. It can't. It abs- The only time that, that those those little tricksters and silly things and, and the dis-ease and discomfort happens is whenever I dip down, whenever my energy levels go into a frequency that I'm seeing, basically. Um, you're, you're not really seen. You're, you kind of walk around with an invisibility cloak when you're in the, in your vibration, or if you're in a, um, you know, in a positive vibration. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, that's the thing, Erin, is don't you think the person who judged you probably had an experience or a belief or something that went back about a guy that looks like you, because anybody who actually comes near you feels your immense openness, I guess I would say. It's just you're tall, you're a big guy, you know. Probably he had a thing about a tall, big guy wasn't doing what he thought he ought to be. I don't know what he was thinking. Oh, there was no doubt, Mary. When we walked into, I mean, because we were just kind of waiting for, you know, our 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 guy to be done. And you could tell that the, sh- the show was slow and, you know, like he wasn't getting the business and the way he responded to us was so like, we've both felt it immediately. He did not like us. And we backed out of his booth. And when he started filming us, I was like, why is he filming us? Like, I couldn't even put it together why he was so angry. And, and, and he thought we were bad or Aaron was bad or, or whatever. It was so shocking. But Aaron, um, it was really amazing to me to watch him as a man who was getting um, abused. Basically, he was saying terrible things and he was walking around all mad with his fists all up and, and Aaron just stayed in his. Yeah. At one point he came over like he was going to. He was going to hit him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, he was he was saying things like you can't even imagine. And like he was angry. And I, you know, oh no, you know, I. I didn't know what was going to happen, but yeah. Aaron stayed very. Yeah, it was, you know, that kind of stuff just happens sometimes. And it, you can. It, does. it happens yeah, to me all either, the time. Yeah, you can either Way engage, up. you can either engage and make the situation worse, or you can kind of like peacefully separate yourself from the uh, intense emotions of the situation if you're capable of doing that. And, and we did that. I we, wasn't even really worked up like no. like a few years ago. I would have been like five years ago. I'd have been all the way worked up. In fact, it would have ended completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't have that that anger. Like I no, wasn't mad yeah, at the guy. He, I was no. almost. I, it was it was almost laughable to me afterwards. It was. Uh, I almost felt sad for him. Yeah. You know. And we we ended up going to the car and clearing ourselves, saying a prayer. You know, so that 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 energy did not take 
itself throughout because that was in the morning and that you know we're around crystals and we have to be cleared and we have to be in our you know in alignment otherwise that day could get so much worse (laughs) so so we you know we took responsibility also for ourselves in that situation like if there was any type of attachments we we cleared ourselves so let's let's talk about that because we only have about four minutes maybe about three minutes uh what we i'd like to talk about is taking responsibility for your own energy field as you go out so what mo was talking about that was really important is she armors in a way that uh that grows her right i armor at this moment in a certain way because i've had some issues lately about you know not big galactics hanging on me or all kinds of demons it's actual just people kids it's people (laughs) for me so i armor in a certain way that uh i don't have to use my bandwidth because i got to use my bandwidth for something else so i'm just not going to argue with people i'm just going to throw out that love so um let's Let's talk about in our last moments of uh, how we are going to just stay rock solid in in our good energy. How are we going to do that, kids? Well, what I've been doing daily is is, is clearing myself. I, I say I am clear, whatever that means to you. I mean, you can put it um, all two minutes. Awesome. Um, you know, make sure that you, that, that you're clearing your system, your vehicle, this body that we're walking around in, we need it clear. We need it aligned to our most, you know, joyful timelines or experiences. These are the most important things that you can do daily. And you just have to say it and feel it, say it and feel it, feel that love, feel that loving protection of your loving armor, whichever way you're doing it. it, There's no wrong ways. And don't, um, and don't be so uh, susceptible to other people's opinions and belief and what you hear all the time. Have use discernment and allow yourself to just say no to some things. No, I'm not going to allow that into my consciousness. No, I'm not going to. I'm going to keep my peace today. I'm not going to be worrying about what's going on over there. I'm going to be worrying about me right now because that's where I'm at. How can we heal? How can you heal yourself? If you are feeling pain in your body, ask where that pain is coming from. Go to that childhood or that child and forgive the situations that have caused so much pain in your present moment because that's what it is. Beautiful. And then the last thing I would probably say is this month for sure, go back and challenge yourself all day long. Where did you get that thought? Where'd you get the memory? told you told you who you were and what is the body saying because the body leads you exactly where you need to go wow oh mary we've got we've got one minute and i want to thank you guys please tell folks how they can find you and some of your shows coming up oh i love oh sure so we got a really big show um uh, with April, the first Saturday in April, the Alchemy Fair. It's, it's in be- Everett. At the, it's called the Alchemy Fair. It's in Everett. Then we're going to be at the Puyallup Fair, um, the Spring Puyallup. Um, and you can find us at CosmicEarthMedicine.com, CosmicEarthMedicine.etsy.com. Um, Mosey May Huggins on Facebook is where we do our live shows. Uh, we are on Instagram and TikTok. And we just love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks, being guys. in the world. Thank you, Mary. Come. Thank you, Mary. Have a beautiful day, all. And come back from Matthew Mitchell next week. All right. Thank you. We love you.